they were three ordinary women on what seemed like a simple mission to find a film they liked. One where women got something to do and not just look pretty or be murdered. Which, to be totally honest, has complicated matters a bit. Welcome to Flicking. Yes, it sounds a bit rude. That's the joke. Welcome to Flicking. And given we're 45 episodes in, I'm sure you know exactly what's happening. Which is why we're changing it up. Uh, it's new year, new vibe, newer films. It's a flicking reboot and each month we'll be taking it in turns to pick a film that came out last year and chat about it. We're loosely, like really very loosely, working off Empire's Best Films of 2023 list, but also chucking in stuff we just saw and liked, wherever we saw it, as long as it came out in 2023. Some things stay the same, however, and I am very pleased to say I am joined, as ever, by Yosra Osman. Yossi, hello. Hello, happy new year. Oh, oh, I don't know, is it too late? No, never too late. Well, is it never too late if it's the first meeting of the year? Okay, fair enough. And indeed, that there, Hannah Dunleavy, all right? Yeah, happy new year, Yosra. Not so much Thank to you, Becky, because like, not the first meeting Good. of the year. We've <laughs> oh, already said it. This got off to a terrible start for me. Anyway, like I said, some things stay the same. So I'm going to start with the only film I saw at the cinema in 2023, which, if anyone is still in any doubt, will tell you pretty much everything you need to know about me and film. It's Cocaine Bear. Start as highbrow as you mean to go on, Mickey. Potentially worth pointing out that I went to see this at the cinema on February the 24th, the day it came out. Wowzers. You'll no doubt remember the last film we watched for flicking was the delightful Paddington 2. And oh boy, is this a completely different kettle of bear. It's a comedy horror kind of bear, a B-movie with A-movie aspirations kind of bear, a 90-minute wham-bam thank you mam kind of bear. It's a, you know, apex predator, high on cocaine, out of its mind kind of bear. Now, you might argue Cocaine Bear is silly. You might argue Cocaine Bear is insanely violent. You might argue that Cocaine Bear's script is sometimes messy and its plot half-baked. You might argue Cocaine Bear lacks meaning and resonance. And they're all fair points. But I think it's hard to argue with the fact that Cocaine Bear delivers everything you'd expect from a film called Cocaine Bear. See, for further reference, and in my book's reverence, 2006's Snakes on a Plane. Directed by Elizabeth Banks, inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug runner's plane crash, missing cocaine and the black bear that ate it, and with a cast list so chef's kiss you want to sing it, not just read it out loud, Cocaine Bear did all right in the reviews, gaining pretty much solid three-star notices across the board. It did better at the box office, bringing in a decent $89.7 million, which is particularly spanking for what's known as a genre film, and no doubt helped by a social media campaign that went viral and then some. That cast, Kerry Russell, Margot Martindale. Character actress, Margot Martindale. Character actress, Margot Martindale. <laughs> Isaiah Whitlock Jr., all together now. She. That's the second time we've had him in a flicking choice. I feel like we should keep this going. That could be the theme. I'm not I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at this at all. <laughs> Matthew Reese. And last, but by no means least, it is one hell of a swan song for Ray Liotta. And the bear, oh, she's a beaut. Real enough to make you squeal, CGI enough to snort a line off a severed leg. I'm team bear all the way. Go bear, rampage some more, eat another idiotic hiker. Atta girl. Have either of you seen it before? I saw the first 20 minutes or so of it. 
at some point last year when it must have been on Amazon or somewhere, I don't know, I had a link to it and I fell asleep, which is really rare for me during a film. So it's probably when I wasn't very well. It was probably when I wasn't very well. But I did watch about the first 20 minutes of it at some point. But no, I would not count that I'd seen it before. You got your Matthew Reese fix and then fell asleep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, why is Matthew Reese not, not in it for much, 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 <laughs> much longer? Because he is always magnificent. It's one of my favourite bits of the film. You're sure? I had seen it before very recently, actually. Towards the end of last year, I watched it on a flight because I hate flying. I'm a very nervous flyer and I just needed something silly and mindless to watch. So this pretty much seemed like the perfect pick <laughs> absolutely okay it's easy enough to keep the plot summary short cocaine bear that's it really yeah. that's it, right? <laughs> but okay it's the mid 80s and up on blood mountain airdrop duffel bags of coke are found and devoured by a black bear here is where cocaine bear the film deviates from cocaine bear the true story the real black bear died pretty much instantly but what if it hadn't it's the thrust of what follows And what follows is a single mum looking for her daughter and a pal who have skipped school for a day in the forest, a trio of wannabe bad boys stealing from the ranger's office, said ranger, two henchmen looking to find the drugs for their boss, a dog-loving lawman hot on their heels, the drug kingpin himself looking to get his goods back, and a series of foolhardy hikers getting way too up close and personal with nature. Coke, chaos, carnage, repeat. You two aren't as much of a fan of silly as me as is like we have absolutely covered this in various flicking episodes beforehand but some silly i i have to believe is just so joyous and ridiculous that it permeates it permeates the intellectual vigor that you might demand of another film i mean yeah i agree i just don't know that this film is it i do agree and i think when you do something like this there's a really really fine line with knowing and satirizing and all of that stuff. Like, we are both massive fans of, as are many, many people, of The Swarm. Because The Swarm is <laughs> so bad, it's good. I wish that had been released in 2023. This is nowhere near being so bad, it's good. Because actually some parts of it are genuinely good. But I don't think it's really brilliant either. It sort of sits in this middle. It's a bit of a curate's egg for me. In that It sort of sits in the middle of its knowing... But it's not full pastiche or satire or, or whatever you want to call it. It's knowing. And it's got lots of nods to, because it's set in the 80s, so it's got lots of nods to other 80s films, you know, the kids going off on their bikes into the woods, you know, the ship parenting that existed in, in the 1980s. But it's just not quite silly enough for me. I think it could have been, could have afforded to be silly. Because what this film can't really afford to do is take itself too seriously at any point, to my mind. I don't think it does take itself too seriously. And I think the difference that I see between that and The Swarm, which, you know, the difference isn't that The Swarm is better. I agree with you. It's funnier. But The Swarm didn't think it was a funny film. It didn't think no, it no, was no, not at, at all. At, like doing this, whereas this is set out to do a thing. And I absolutely agree. I think they didn't push it far enough with Cocaine Bear. They should have absolutely gone fuller carnage. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, it's, one of the, it's a weird one because... I sort of enjoyed watching it while thinking this is not really a great film. And I think my issue is, yeah, it didn't go hard enough in places. The ambulance scene, for example, is really well done. It's amazing. If we could have had more stuff like that, that would have made it great. The tonal shifts in the film are a bit trickier for me to get on board with. Is it all out 
comedy? Are we trying to go more horror here? Is a bit of both. It, it didn't seem to find its feet. I guess for me as well, there's just quite a lot of subplots that feed into it, but maybe a little bit too many. So it's like it had flashes of brilliance, but it wasn't quite all coming together. I do not disagree with you. Obviously, with flicking previous version, we would pick our favourite films, whereas this is just one that I was absolutely very excited to see. The trailer went viral. I watched the film again, obviously, before writing about it. And I watched the trailer again this morning and the trailer made me laugh more than re-watching the film. I didn't need to re-watch the film again. I'm not mad that I have, but I didn't need to see Cocaine Bear a second time. Do you know what Cocaine Bear seems to me? It seems to be a film within a film. You know, like in, in Bowfinger, where Eddie Murphy <laughs> goes off and makes that film about silk purses. In uh, uh, ninjas, ninjas with silk purses. Yeah, yeah, and it's so oh silk purse funny. ninjas. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, silk purse ninjas, or the sort of things that Tracy goes off and makes on the side in Thirty Rock. You know that sort of thing that's really funny, but for five minutes, but cannot seemingly be stretched as long as this film. I mean, it's tight. It's an hour and a half or an hour and 40 minutes or something. An hour and 35, right in the middle of what you said. (laughs) It just seems to be the, I mean, like, you're right. That scene works and Ray Liotta at the end is funny. And there are bits all the way through it that make me smile, including a lot of the musical choices, which sort of make I had a little wry smile at quite a lot of those. But yeah, it wasn't, if if you're going to take that long to get Margot Martindale, for example, and establish her, as a character, to then sort of get rid of her quite so quickly. Yeah. It seems a bit of a waste. Yeah, I would agree. I would. I could have done with more Margot Martindale. But surely we'd say that about any amount of Margot Martindale. She's amazing. True. She's brilliant. Her death is the one that may, I can't actually watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, mean, really cold. I did still find it fun to watch, you know. I've, we've gone in with a few like negative points, but actually it's just a silly film that you can sit and watch. And I mean, just going by the title, you kind of know what to expect, don't you? And like you say, Vicky, the trailer, the trailer pretty much gives a real good snapshot into it. So it's not that I disliked it. I just kind of wish it could be better. But the story, I did read I did read the, re- the real story and it's actually super sad. And they called the bear Pablo Escobar. Which is amazing. Like, you know, at yeah. least they got some puns out of this terrible day. In fact, when Elizabeth Banks took over directing it, she had one demand, and that was that the title Cocaine Bear stayed the same. She didn't want that to change. And she also said, I had so much sympathy for this poor animal that was collateral damage of this ridiculous drug run. I remember thinking that this film would be a way to avenge that bear's death. And I I do see that, and I I did quite enjoy that. I did, you know, care more about this poor bear in real life than the several hikers that the bear killed in Cocaine Bear, which... There we go. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can totally see that. Is there an underlying message in this about how okay makes you a dickhead? I don't know. <laughs> Discuss. Well, I love how they captured the bear being an absolute 80s wanker. Okay. Yeah. It's so beautiful. When Isaiah Whitlock Jr.'s character, Bob, just goes, let's see what will happen. How's it going to react? You're like, why would you do that? <laughs> and I think it's because we will have all been around someone on coke and the answer is always like an absolute wanker that's how they can yeah. act it's, <laughs> yeah as Jarvis yeah, cocker probably. famously said no one ever oh, comes yeah. up to you and says do you know what i really like you when you're on coke you've become a much better adjusted person <laughs> i think is what he says i don't like elizabeth banks though a lot generally as a human being she always comes across quite well so i did really want to like this 
film because I felt like I, I trusted her going into it. But there is genuinely a lot of people who are really capable of brilliant comedy in this. You know, not yeah. like Matthew Reese at the start, but also, yeah, your fella from Game of Thrones, his name escapes me now, who is the hiker, who in Game of Thrones plays the, the guy north of the wall who's completely in love with Gwendolyn Christie character and just sort of follows her around, moving. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that plays uh, the, the, the hiker at the start. And he's capable of really, really good comedy. And he doesn't really get a lot to do either. So, yeah, I felt like there was more. It felt like there was a there was a, a hidden trap door or something that I needed to open to release more of the comedy in it. And it didn't arrive for me. I didn't hate it, though. I like Snakes on a Plane. It's just daft enough to keep watching it and be entertained by it. And I think it's tightness really helps there. It's it's an hour and a half blast through, right? I love an hour and a half film. Exactly. Honestly, we don't have enough of them anymore. It's just so nice to only watch for 90 minutes. Well done, Elizabeth. Preach, Ezra. Preach. Yeah. But also, like, I, I laugh a lot. For a 90-minute film, I think my laugh ratio was pretty good, even the second time round. And it managed to make me jump again. Obviously, I'm not a huge fan of horror, although this, uh, is it a horror? I don't know. It's gory and it's violent, but I'm not sure it's a horror. And I think that's because I'm on the bear's side. I think if I wasn't on the bear's side, I'd probably be more frightened. But I'm like, in, you know, man versus nature, I'm always like, well, nature should probably win, to be honest. But yeah, where the bear paw just appears around the tree, even though it's in the trailer and I've seen the film before, <laughs> still shot myself. Yeah. Did you do some laughing, Yosra? I did. Yeah, I did. There are parts that I laughed. And, you know, gore, stupid shots of legs falling off and, like you say, snorting a line of coke off of the <laughs> leg. I do find that really funny, even if it's stupid. So I, I did quite laugh at stuff, stuff like that. <laughs> the ambulance scene where Margot Markendale comes off the ambulance. And oh, I know you're going, ew, and it's gross, but that sort of thing, I can't help but laugh. It's so stupid. Actually, what happens at the end is one of the things that really made me laugh where they're walking back and Kerry Russell's just chatting to the kids. And then before you see what it is that she's talking about, you hear her say, probably don't look at that. Just walk around <laughs> it. And you're like, oh, it's going to be bumping your mind there, isn't it? It's going to be horrible. Yeah, and that really made me laugh. All right, Mickey here with an advert for better help therapy online. You all right? Such a small question and sometimes such a big question too, eh? Now, regular listeners will know I am no stranger to depression and while over time and with the help of some decent counselling and brilliant friends and family, I've established a toolkit to help when the constantly dripping tap of life gets a bit too much. That does not mean I am a stress-free human rainbow skipping through meadows. I mean, who is? We all carry around different stresses, big and small, and sometimes we can deal and sometimes it's much harder to cope. Why, did it? Right now, I have a teenage puppy to deal with, and although I love her very, very much, she can be a lot. There, said it. And as quick a fix as it seems to say, I'm fine, I'm fine, and push it all down into the big inside box and put that lid on. For me, that hasn't been a great long-term solution, in that if I don't get it off my chest, it will at some point come bubbling up, and it's never been one to pick its moments in a good way. I find talking means I can avoid it exploding out of me like a messy emotional volcano all over my nana's carpet. Also, during my various times in talk therapy, 
I discovered that saying something out loud or writing it down can make it seem much more manageable than allowing it to swirl around and grow ever bigger in my head. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I've found knowing how to reach out is sometimes the toughest bit, but BetterHelp is entirely online. Boom. Which means it couldn't be easier. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, then work your sessions around your schedule. With more than a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Standard issue listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash standard. That's betterhelp.com slash standard. Can we talk about the bear? I'd love to talk about the bear. You mentioned Paddington at the top. Now, obviously, Paddington is, you know, it belongs in a category with Planet of the Apes, but how well that animation or whatever it's called, creation of the bear, creation of the animal is. The bear in this, again, sits in a bit of a midpoint for me in that it doesn't look brilliant, but it also doesn't look crap. Oh, I disagree. Mm. I think the bear looks great. I don't think it looks either, and I kind of wish it had looked a bit crapper because that would have helped it fit in with the sort of 80s idea of ridiculous big beast films that this is sort of harking back to, or it needed to look absolutely brilliant, and it looked somewhere in the middle. What didn't you think looked great about it? I, d- I genuinely don't understand. I'm not being difficult. I just do not understand. It didn't look like a bear. It looked like a computer-generated bear. There was at no point at which I could forget that that wasn't a real bear. Oh, see, now I think Paddington looks less like a bear than the bear in this film. Well, that's because he's wearing clothes and talking. <laughs> I still, so I don't think you've you've made your point any better, to be honest with you. <laughs> I really like the bear, and I think it's, it's a very fine line, because obviously they have to have the bear doing kind of not bear-like things, like snorting mm. coke off a leg. And it's a blend of CGI and a stuntman called Alan Henry, who actually studied under Andy Serkis. So it's interesting that you mentioned Planet of the Apes there. And I think the movement are really good. They've clearly really thought about how would an animal move on this whilst obviously not giving cocaine to a bear. Oh, what do you think of the bear, Yosra? I'm sort of in the middle. I think it didn't bother me enough. I could tell it was computer generated. I mean, that's not an idiot. I didn't think it was a real bear at any point. No, no, no. But (laughs) in some of the close-ups, when you saw the close-ups of the bear, that was a bit more distracting for me. But I don't know. It didn't really. It didn't really bother me. I think it's. it's, You can't really compare it to Paddington because it's really different in terms of the bear. I was using it as an example of how, like, Paddington's fur is just really dense. Yeah, the, really the animation yeah. the animation of Paddington in terms of the detail yeah. and the emotion expressed is, is clearly better. But I think that it needs to be with a film like Paddington. So it didn't really, this one didn't really bother me in Cocaine Bear. Staying with the bear, staying with our lady protagonist, were you team bear? Oh, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Although... Killing the hikers is, I mean, what we're saying, that you can't hike. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a bit harsh, obviously. There were a few I wanted to get through to the end. There were a few I quite liked. I was like, oh, I hope they survive this. Was and it they did. Kerry Russell and the kids? Kerry Russell and the kids. 
I liked Eddie and O'Shea Jackson Jr. I quite wanted their little friendship to come through and for them all to survive. So I was very much team bear, but I was rooting for a few of the humans. Yeah. I was worried about the dog in the hot car. Of and course. Oh, and the dog. Of yeah. course. Oh, my gosh. Rosette. <laughs> I felt so bad for Isaiah Whitlock Jr. when he couldn't see his dog at the end. That's a weird... I mean, I like it as a as a detail because it gives Isaiah Whitlock Jr. a bit more to do. Although, furious that he says shit while on top of the gazebo twice and he doesn't say it properly. Absolute waste of uh, an opportunity there twice. Do you think that's a bit of a tired joke for people? Because I know in other films and TV shows where he's appeared, he's done it, and maybe he was a bit like, I've done it too much now, it's not bad. Yeah, he's wrong, obviously. No offence, <laughs> like, you do you as I, I'm sure you will, but you're he wrong. He is talking shit. <laughs> um, I used it as a gif in the mail out just the other week. But yeah, that, that little weird thing where he has like little flashbacks to the dog is such a weird departure from the rest yeah. of the film. And I'm still like, and yet it still comes in at 95 minutes. I just think, even if you don't like Cocaine Bear, other film editors should watch it and see that you can pack a lot of action without having to have oh, three yeah. hours Oppenheimer. So I'm saying, Christopher Nolan, if you could watch this <laughs> and take some tips, be great. I mean, to be fair, Oppenheimer is asking some belly deep questions about human existence, which I'm not sure Cocaine Bear had signs of it. What are you saying, Hello? Hour and a half. <laughs> This is the biggest question of all. Man versus nature. What? It's a film that is very silly. It's very fun. It's my favourite film to see at a cinema because I don't mind then if other people are making noise. When we discuss what we might do next, the idea of doing newer films is great and I'm, I'm really on board. But I am different to you two in that I do not like the cinema experience. I find other people at cinemas intensely annoying and I get very distracted in a way that I don't want to be when I want to be immersed in a film that I can, you know, mm. watch at home. I love the idea of going to cinema, but always hate the actual reality. But something like Snakes on a Plane, Cocaine Bear, where it is very, very silly and noisy and, you know, you could miss a little bit and you'd probably still be able to work out what was going on. Perfect cinema fodder for me. I think you're right. And one thing I was going to say is I kind of wish I'd seen it at the cinema rather than just sat on my own on plate several times. I want to sort of elbow my partner next to me be like oh this is really silly look at this but obviously you can't because he's watching his own thing and I would have enjoyed it in a group setting and seeing everyone else's reactions at the cinema I think that would have been really cool I think that is an absolutely excellent point Yosra I think it's almost a community film because it is so silly you want to be able to you know like going to a comedy night laughter is infectious so if someone would go oh my god in the cinema and everyone would start chuckling kind of thing or one person would be like fuck and everyone would join in and start chuckling in a way that maybe you don't get or you certainly don't get if you're watching it on your own on the plane. Yeah, no, I wish I had done. This isn't me defending Cocaine Bear. I had a nice time. I'm probably not going to reach for Cocaine Bear again, to be honest with you. But I think I probably will watch the trailer again because that is two and a half yeah. minutes of absolute joy. <laughs> uh, closing thoughts on Cocaine Bear and how many times I've said Cocaine Bear. As I said, it's mindless, silly, fun. And if you need something simple to watch that you just want to have a good laugh at, I, I think you can't go too wrong picking it. Just don't expect, you know, absolute excellence. I don't think that's what it's there for. And it knows it's not there for that. Also, if you are someone who's going to watch a film called Cocaine Bear and you're expecting absolute excellence and sort of intellectual yeah. rigour, then I think you're the fool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with that. To me, it seems like the perfect film, but if you've got a lot of people in a room who don't like the same films, then it's probably a good film for that because 
even if someone hates it, I'm pretty sure they'll find some fun in hating it. Yeah, in the, in the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, to add, I did. I think it absolutely has a place in the cinema pantheon. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad I've seen yeah. it. Yotra is your pick next, and I imagine there's going to be more intelligence in your choice. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say that, but it's interesting because this is another film that I watched at the end of last year. So it was one of the last films of 2023 that I watched and I was absolutely blown away. So I'm going to go for, and I think this is an Empire's List, I don't know, can't remember, but I'm going to go for Past Lives. Oh, it was in all of the lists, really high up. It's been rated by quite a lot of people and I absolutely agree with a lot of people that love this film. So I'm going to pick that as my first one. Celine's song about the two kind of connected childhood friends. It just absolutely blew me away when I watched it. No pressure for us to like it then, Hannah? Uh, yeah, I come to this with an open mind. Um, if it's on a lot of lists, it's either going to be something that I love or go, what? I don't understand. Where was that on every list? <laughs> I initially, listeners, picked the BFI's Sight of the Sound list and thought, well, we could work off the top 12 of that. And like, you know, some of them are out yet. I'm really excited to see Poor Things when that comes out. And Hannah messaged me privately and just said, are you not going to miss your blockbusters? And I was like, oh, bless you, Dunleavy, for thinking about me. Because yes, I probably am. And I don't know if she regrets that after my first choice being no, 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 there. not at all, not at all. <laughs> Just to say, one of my picks, I was, I was going to pick this film, and then I remembered because it's the next Spider Man across the Spider Verse film, uh-huh. and I thought I can't pick that because I picked Into the Spider Verse and it made Hannah feel ill. So I picked something <laughs> else instead, Hannah. I hope you're grateful. <laughs> That's amazing, Yosra. Uh, yeah. You Thank are you. so generous because we have now <laughs> vetoed two films from your list because they would make us physically sick. Uh, 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 uh. Spider-Verse for Hannah and anything with jazz in for me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Babylon wasn't going to be my choice anyway. Standard issue for all women.